This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. And greetings and salutations, brothers and sisters. Welcome to the best show on your radio. It is Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much. Got my man Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman together. Presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80. And always tell that smart speaker to play ESPN Raider. Brother Harry Douglas on this Wednesday. How are you doing? Man, I'm doing well, Freddie. I'm up here at New York, Seaport, New uh-huh. York, where the studio is uh-huh. uh, for ESPN. Having a good time. I just took this blue pill, uh, this uh, little uh, blue I'm, pill. I'm sorry, what's that now? Yeah, I just Excuse took this me. blue pill, and I want to see how long it takes for it to kick in because I felt like I really needed it today. I'm gonna, what? I'm going to ask this question with fear. Why? Yeah. Because I feel like I'm, <laughs> I, I might be clogged up, so this mucinex got to kick in at some point. Oh, okay, because we were... We didn't know what blue pill you were oh, talking about. Oh, no, I wasn't talking about the blue demon. No, not the we, blue demon. We, we, we need a clarification. I'm not 75 yet, Freddie. I don't need the blue demon. I, I didn't realize. I mean, I wanted to make sure that this like some kind of medical issue that you're letting the whole nation know about right now. You, you decide to let us into the private times of Harry Douglas. I just wanted to make sure. Not the blue demon is going to be a drop on the show. Not not. Yeah, the blue, de- blue demon. It's, all, it's just Mucinex, ladies and gentlemen. Uh-huh. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm only 39. Okay. I don't have those issues. You know, right. Probably when I get 75, 80, probably, but not right now. I like the fact you're looking forward to later on when you still have the need. Oh, going to have a blue demon stacked in my bathroom, stacked up. I knew I was going to ask that question with fear. I think I feared the answer a lot more than the question. <laughs> Have no fear. Freddie and Harry are here. Be a part of the nation. Blue pill not optional on the Dr. Pepper call-in line at triple eight say espn That's 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation, presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season or Harry Douglas letting us into his private life without the delicious taste of ice cold Dr. Pepper. It is the one fans deserve. So we found out about Harry Douglas and... I'm not going to say it. We're just going to move on to this. The main thing, the main thing. 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 The main thing with Freddie and Harry. That sign-stealing thing is still a thing when it comes to Michigan. Let us know right now. 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Be a part of Freddie and Harry Nation. What do you think the punishment for Michigan should be with these allegations about them stealing signs and also going that way? in terms of that zero dark 30 way when it comes to doing that, 888-729-3776, because according to the Big Ten, according to statementary, that conference is ready to oppose any kind of discipline for violating, meaning Michigan, violating the sportsmanship policy. Big Ten recently sent Michigan a note of disciplinary action that required the, by the sportsmanship policy in the event it becomes clear that an institution is likely to be subject to penalties, and Michigan is expected to send their response to the Big Ten by the end of the day, but any discipline from the league and the commissioner Tony Petiti, that's not expected until tomorrow at the earliest. Yes, and that's where we are right now at this moment currently. Uh, Michigan giving their response to the Big Ten commissioner Tony Petiti, and then I think from there we're going to figure out what the discipline is going to be for the Michigan Wolverines, or should I say the discipline and what's that going to be for Jim Harbaugh, the head coach. Mm -hmm. And I think that's exactly where it should stand. I think punishing the Michigan Wolverines football team and those players, I I think that's a bit much. And we've had a lot of people be dramatic on this subject as far as going saying that, you know, yeah, you should suspend the whole team. They shouldn't be able to make the college football playoffs. I don't feel that way. I really don't because when I look at Michigan in the nine nine games that they played, right, and they're undefeated right right now, Mm -hmm. the total points that they've scored equate to 366. Their opponents, 60 points. 
And that's against ECU, UNLV, mm-hmm. Bowling Green, Rutgers, Nebraska, Minnesota, Indiana, Michigan State, and Purdue. Mm-hmm. You're not going to sit up here and tell me that because of the sign-stealing scandal that Michigan had that much of an, uh, an advantage and they couldn't beat these nine teams on their schedule. I, I, I'm yeah. just not there. Yeah, I'm not there as well. I, and you mentioned people have had plenty of thoughts and opinions on this. One person, Stephen A. Smith from First Take, he believes that the punishment should be that the football team of Michigan should pay for their sins of their coach this way. The Michigan Wolverines should be banned from the college football playoffs until the investigation is complete. You do not get to go to the college football playoff and rob potentially another institution from getting one of those final four spots. If it is open, the the possibility is open that you may have cheated to get your way there. Now, I'm not going to say that he's wrong in saying that. I'm going to say he's wrong in saying that for this reason. You can't suspend them from something that hasn't happened yet when it comes to the college football playoff. Yep. We don't have a college football playoff yet. They're in the playoff rankings. If he said they should be taken out of the rankings system until allegations or whatever the discipline is going to be and going to be proven, then he might have me. But you can't suspend somebody from something that hasn't happened yet. You can't take them out of a chance to be a part of something until due process happens. That's where I was lost with Stephen A. Smith. And I respect his opinion on a lot of things. But I was not going to go down that road when he said that yesterday when he was on Get Up saying everybody should pay for this when we still don't have any idea, A, a resolution or a suspension for Michigan, and B, when exactly did all this take place that we can have a marketer say, okay, that's when things changed for Michigan when the sign stealing happened, and that's when we saw its effect when it came to Michigan football. We still don't have the answers to both of those questions. Well, and that's the thing. The investigation isn't complete yet. It's not over. There's also this thing called due process. Let it play itself out, and then if the Big Ten commissioner and company and the NCAA, if they figure out things that, you know, were, were wrong for the Michigan program, then you proceed in that manner. But to just say that right now, right. when things aren't completed on the investigation side, I, I don't agree with that. Triple H say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Let us know, what should the postseason or whatever the punishment you think should be for Michigan football? Remember, these are still allegations regarding a sign-stealing scandal. We still know exactly what kind of discipline it's going to be or exactly when did it happen. That should not preclude you from feeling any way you want about that, like Eric in New York. Eric, what should the punishment be for Michigan if these allegations about sign-stealing prove to be true? If the allegations, uh, first of all, thank you for having me. I love your show. You guys are great. Appreciate you. Um, I, I just feel like um, too much of this cheating goes on. And what's going to happen is they're going to punish the school in the future. Okay. What I mean is every time a school has these allegations, um, it's proven that um, they did something wrong, they cheated or whatever. Mm-hmm. The coach and everybody else that was involved goes away and they get jobs, go someplace else, and they, they're doing fine. And the ones that remain are the ones that have to suffer. All right. And um, bottom line for me, I think Harbaugh is responsible because he's the head coach. Um, but I do agree with what, what you guys are saying about let the process play out because it's still an allegation. We haven't um, come to a resolution yet. So let's just see what happens with that. Now, Eric, I'm going to say this. I, I'm not going to sit up here and say I disagree with what you're saying because we've had, we have seen that happen a lot in college sports when mm-hmm. something may go down within a program and the next thing you know, 
their kids of the future that have to pay for the wrongdoings of the previous group. Absolutely. Here's my thing on that when it comes to Michigan. If you're going to punish Jim Harbaugh, mm-hmm. then I'm okay with that. Me too. But to punish those other players on that football team, mm-hmm. I'm not okay with that. Yeah, that's why I think the suspension or whatever the punishment is going to be, he's going to get punished again. Yeah. They're going to suspend Jim Harbaugh. We may find out in 24 hours. We may find out in 48 hours. But when we find out, that's going to be the compromise. And a buddy of ours, Keith Arizuri, stopped by to hang out with us today. He said it's going to be the same thing with Michigan also diming out other people. Ohio State and all these other teams. It was like Nino Brown at the end of New Jack City. He did it. He did it. He did it. This thing is bigger than us. And when Keith Arizari told us that before the show, I said, that's exactly what's going on here. Michigan is like, look, you can't put it out there that we were the only team stealing signs. Wait a minute. I know you guys were doing it, so bleep you, bleep you, bleep you, and bleep you. This is bigger than all of us. The minute that they put Michigan in that mix, and Michigan's now come back by saying other teams are stealing signs, Harry, it's going to fall on one guy. And it's going to fall on a guy who doesn't want to be in college football anymore, and that's Jim Harbaugh. He is tired of all of this back and forth. He wants to be back in the NFL. He firmly believed that he should not have been cast aside from the NFL when the San Francisco 49ers fired him, and it took four or five coaches before they got Kyle Shanahan to be the right kind of coach, to be the kind of football team and also championship-level team they wanted to be. He wants to be back in the NFL. This is another reason. Another step of Jim Harbaugh to say, deuces, I'm out of here, because that's where this is going to fall, in my opinion. Suspension on him, not the football team of Michigan. No, I agree with you. And also, when you look at the Michigan Wolverines, they're they're the most complete team in college football, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Right? When you look at this team and you look at J.J. McCarthy, who's a Heisman candidate, right? right? That's great for college football. When you look across their roster, they have about, I would say, seven to nine guys that's probably going to get drafted in the NFL draft in 2024. I want to see the best players playing in the college football playoffs, especially if they're the best team. Now, if Jim Harbaugh has to be suspended, so be it. But I want to see those players being able to compete at the highest level that I know that's going to be able to play on Sundays as well. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio. Keep weighing in on the Dr. Pepper call on the line. These allegations about signs stealing by Michigan football, they're undefeated in the top four when it comes to college football playoff rankings. What kind of discipline should be thrown their way, 888-729-3776. By the way, in about three minutes, you're going to hear the latest when it comes to Jim Harbaugh and Michigan football and what could happen with his status. That happens in a couple of minutes. But Jim in Missouri, what should that punishment be for Michigan? If these allegations of sign stealing are proven to be true, what should that punishment be, Jim? Hey, Freddie. Hey, Harry. Uh, My idea is a tier system, ranked one through five. If If you're the one who instrumented this, you're automatically a number five. You get a five-year ban from the NCAA. And going down, say you're a guy on the sideline who has knowledge of it, but you're afraid to lose your job over it. That may be a, a tier one where you lose your job for a year. I like the fact that people bring intelligence to something like that. Although, Jim, the problem with that is you're way too smart for the NCAA <laughs> by putting yep. that kind of thing in place because I'm not against banning people by going afoul of the rules. The problem is the other people out there that may not have gone as far as like the Navy SEAL-ness to what Michigan alleged to have done when it comes to stealing signs and sending people to different campuses and doing this and doing this. A lot of people have done this. A lot of people are doing this in college football. Michigan went too far and were too dumb. They went to the extreme with it. And they got caught by doing something like that. It's just like, you know, when hey, one sin is no greater than the other. Like if you, if you participated in any of this – 
uh, at any university. Mm-hmm. You're you're guilty as well. That is true. Michigan just went to the extreme when they did their thing. Yeah, I'm also a firm believer that Jim Harbaugh knew something was going on. I don't know if he orchestrated it's, it's, it. It's, it's humanly impossible to be the head coach of a football team mm-hmm. and not know things of this magnitude that's going on at your university. Because it, it's, it's right. humanly impossible. Because you know this. You play college ball Louisville. Even at a small school that I played at at Mansfield University, our coaches knew what we were doing before we were doing it. Yep. Because they all had chief lieutenants or people out there to say, hey, you know, so-and-so was out late last night. Yeah, you better reel that guy in before he really buries your program. Coaches know what is going on with their programs, no matter how big or how small that is, no matter how big or how small your name is. Speaking of that big name that is Jim Harbaugh, Heather Dennett, ESPN Cowswell Insider. She has the latest on how this could be a very, very difficult situation involving Jim Harbaugh and Michigan in the postseason. Big Ten Commissioner Tony Petiti has the authority for a standard suspension, which is up to two games and a $10,000 fine. But he can absolutely do more than that as long as he has the approval of an executive board. And my colleague Adam Rittenberg, his sources are telling him that it is likely it is more than two games and that that executive committee, which is comprised of some Big Ten officials would rubber stamp that. Now, there are a lot of unknowns and it still has to play out, so we'll see what happens. But regardless of what happens, it's important to note that the Big Ten sportsmanship policy says that Michigan is not allowed to challenge whatever punishment is levied against it by the Big Ten. Let's play along with Heather Dinich. And let's say they suspend Jim Harbaugh for the rest of the season, and that includes every game in the postseason you're giving Michigan football more motivation to kick your behind. You're giving that football team, because we saw how those players reacted when he was suspended the first three games this year for recruiting violations. J.J. McCarthy got in touch at the quarterback commission in touch with Inter Owens. That's our coach. He's the coach of our team. (laughs) And everybody got motivated. Now you're going to give a team that has a chance to maybe get in the playoff or will get in the playoff and win a championship, and you're taking away their head coach? If you thought they stood behind him strongly earlier this year, wait until if they suspend for the rest of the year, how that's going to factor with Michigan football. Now, I will also say this. Across college football, I think there are going to be more undefeated teams that are currently undefeated that are going to lose before the college football playoff starts. So now this starts to become a conversation. Well, we don't want Michigan to take a spot from someone else. Tell them don't lose then. Tell them don't lose. Yeah, because if you do, guess what? Tell them don't. You control your own. Tell them don't lose. Michigan control their own allegedly differently. You got to make sure that if you don't want them in. You get in that one loss category, anything can happen from there, boss. Don't don't lose. Here's something you just said that triggered in my mind right now. If Michigan loses to Ohio State or they lose to Penn State, all this goes away. 100%. If they lose to Penn State this weekend at Penn State, all this goes away. All of a sudden, Michigan football is not a factor anymore. You know why? Because they're not going to be in the playoff. No one has to worry about Michigan taking a spot away. You know what? Something something else can transpire, though. What's that? That's the crazy thing about the Big Ten. What's that? Because if Penn State beats Michigan and then Michigan goes and beat Ohio State, Uh now you got a three-way tie between Uh Penn State, Michigan, Uh and Ohio State. And, you know, those tiebreakers, I lead that up to the the number gurus because I'm not on top of that. As an agent of chaos, please let that happen. <laughs> I didn't get the pony I wanted when I was eight years of age for Christmas. Please let me have this this Christmas, that kind of chaotic situation that could happen. And another thing I'm tired of. What's let me that? speak on the Big Ten. Stop all this East, West. Let the two best teams yeah. in the Big Ten yeah. 
contend for the Big Ten championship. Well, next year that like, goes away because yes. Ohio State, USC, UCLA, Oregon, all those schools are going to be in the but Big Ten. But they should have done it this year, just like the ACC got rid of the Atlantic and the you. Coastal. Why you. not in your last year before yeah. other teams enter your conference, yeah. just say we're going to take the two best teams mm-hmm. with the two best records and right. also conference records and let those two teams play for the Big Ten championship. The right Reverend Harry Douglas, you're preaching to the choir known as Freddie Coleman here on Freddie Harry ESPN Radio. I'm completely, completely with you. But when it comes to Michigan in the playoff, Boo Corrigan, who's the committee chair for the Coswell playoff selection, he was on Amber and Ian last night. He says all this going on involving Michigan and what's going to happen, uh, that's not affecting the kind of job that we have when it comes to where they should be ranked. We're not a governing body. We're a selection committee. So our job at the end of the day is to rank the teams that are eligible. If something like that were to come in, sure. But that doesn't, that's not decided by the selection committee. Our job is to look at the teams that are eligible and make sure that we get them in the right order. It's the smartest thing he could have said because you do not want to wade into that dirty pool when you got enough to deal with with people coming at you by saying, why is Ohio State number one? Are you guys really watching college football? Ohio State number one, Georgia number two, Michigan number three, Florida State number four, Washington number five, Oregon number six when it comes to the top six of the college playoff rankings that happened last night. I still wonder how much football the committee is actually watching when it comes to how they rank these teams. That's just my opinion. But I will give them credit for that when it comes to Boo Corrigan. They're like, look, we got enough problems dealing with trying to watch every game and every player and making the best decisions based on our opinion. We're not getting anywhere near that dirty pool that allegedly happened involving Michigan football and what the Big Ten and what kind of suspension or punishment they're going to lay down at the feet of Michigan football. Yeah, and I would say this. Boo spoke. Boo Corrigan, that is. He said he has so much other stuff on his plate. It is not his job to be trying to issue a punishment for the Michigan Wolverines Mm -hmm. and the sign-stealing scandal. Mm -hmm. They got more stuff to deal with on a weekly basis than to be dealing with that. That's the NCAA's job. He said that's the Big Ten commissioner's job. Mm -hmm. We are here to rank these teams for the college football playoffs, (laughs) and that's all we're doing. Stop! He, yeah. stop! He said, "Stop texting him." Right? He can't help yeah, you. Yeah. Take me out the chat. That's a Boo Corrigan. <laughs> That's the playoff committee Boo, chair. Boo has <laughs> left the chat. Somebody call Boo. <laughs> New number. Who it is? That's what I'm gonna do for Boo Corrigan. As far as that goes. And here's something else. I know if I'm a Michigan player right now, let's say whatever you know or don't know, you're in the middle of a special season, mm-hmm. and all this is going around that has nothing to do with you. Not saying that you should have said something or done something if you found out. Anybody that says that, I'm telling you right now, it is not that easy. When you're in the locker room of 120 people and, hey, we shouldn't be doing this. And 119 other guys can say, you better sit your behind down before we get a hold of you. It is not that easy to say we should be doing the right thing if a coaching staff engaged in this kind of malfeasance when it came to sign stealing in Michigan football at the hands of Jim Harbaugh and whoever he decided to employ or whoever decided to go rogue on behalf of Michigan football. Freddie, I'll be honest with you. I I think it brings this group together even more, right? No doubt. Internally. Mm -hmm. I think those guys are tight-knit. They're going to be that much more closer. They understand the common goal and the task at hand. But one of the things that they do understand is that they got to they got to stay committed to the process. It's yep. Michigan versus the world in their eyes, yeah. right? And, and when they're able to overcome certain things and be able to be in a position to place themselves in the college football playoffs and and possibly contend for a national championship, they're not gonna go, they're not gonna go rogue or be sidetracked 
uh, knowing they have an opportunity, especially how the last two years ended mm-hmm. in the college football playoffs, True. losing to TCU, going down big early, and then trying to come back and then TCU winning that football game. Mm-hmm. The year before, getting thumped by the University of Georgia. There, there are guys on this football team, this Michigan football team, that saying, man, this is my last go ride. Right. We, we we can't let anything penetrate, excuse me, pause, uh, what we got going on here <laughs> within our program. So that, that's how they feel internally. So as of right now, we're on punishment and discipline watch because according to the Big Ten, that sportsmanship policy was violated by Michigan football when it came to sign stealing. They're expected that Michigan will respond later on today. And then apparently, according to reports, the Big Ten will hand down their decision what kind of punishment it's going to befall Michigan football. In other words, we're on punishment and discipline watch involving this scandal at Michigan football and the Big Ten and the college football playoff. If you did not get through on the phone, you can always get through anytime you want on Twitter at Coleman ESPN and at HDouglas83. Thanks for joining us on Freddie and Harry. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. And FOS, a friend of the show, is going to speak on this whole Michigan science stealing scandal and why he will agree with me that the New York Jets will not bench their quarterback, Zach Wilson. Wait until you hear how I convince our FOS next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. It is the Freddie and Harry Groovathon. You got me, Freddie Coleman, Harry Douglas, together, presented by Progressive Insurance. Thanks for joining us on Sirius X and Channel 80, the ESPN app, and always tell that smart speaker of yours to play ESPN radio. We always love chopping it up with our man Marcus Spears. He's an FOS friend of the show. Does a great job, as always, the ESPN NFL analyst. Catch him on Get Up. Catch him on First Take and catch him right here on Freddie and Harry. And hit him on Twitter, mspears 96 Big dog, we got the Michigan science stealing scandal. They're calling out other teams saying that they were doing it too. The Big Ten is trying to weigh in what that punishment should be and who it's going to fall on. Marcus Spears, when I say what do you make of the Michigan science stealing scandal, what is your answer? So initially, what's up, fellas? What's up, Um, Initially, it was like everybody steals signs. I think that was the, like, consensus of – 
the response until you <laughs> realize the 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 allegations of the length the lengths that they went to in order to steal signs. And I think another thing is like the 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 program itself, right? Harbaugh suspended early first four games, I believe, this year at the beginning of the season. And I think this is a situation where now because of injunctions you get probes. Um and you you have people looking through all parts of your program and organization. And I think, you know, if 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 it's the coach on the sideline um impersonating somebody from a different staff, uh that's a that's 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 a bit much, man, and that's a bit egregious. So I think it's um you know, it's always hard for us, right, to kind of say what we think should happen because of an investigation pending. But if these allegations are true, then they, they should be hit heavily. Um, because, you know, I covered the NFL, you guys know mostly. And the, the one thing about the NFL, and I'm sure college football when I covered it, is the integrity of the game and a equal and fair playing field. Now, what that mean? what equal and fair playing field means is if I can take steal your signs by catch, picking up on clues better than you can, that's fair. You just got to get better at stealing them. But going to great lengths to do it, I think, is what takes this into a different category. So let me ask you this, Wagu, because I differ from a lot of people in this situation. Um, I mm. think personally, it, when it, when the investigation is done, or if Tony Petiti, the, the commissioner of the Big Ten, if he feels like you know this Michigan thing has gone out of hand in his opinion. I think it should be Harbaugh, who's the leader of that program, that should be punished and punished extensively. Now, right. when I look at this Michigan football team and I look at their first nine games, right, and, and they've scored 366 points towards her, uh, their opponent's 60 points, and they're playing ECU, UNLV, Bowling Green, Rutgers, Nebraska, Minnesota, IU, Michigan <laughs> State, and Purdue, I, I just can't see them punishing them kids on the football field. Now, Harbaugh's a different right. ball game for me. Harry, I'm with you, bro. Like this, this should be about the adults in charge. <laughs> like, yep. mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think any of the players. I, I don't think, right? Speaking, I don't think any of them had anything to do with putting a plan in place to go steal signs. Um, I'm sure when they heard this story, they were probably some of them. I don't know. Maybe were as oblivious as us. Like, what? What you mean? Like, what this? What does this mean? And you know. If we stealing signs and we getting clues from the sideline, great. But I would I would I would venture to say that if you were to talk to the players on this Michigan football team, they had no idea the lengths that potentially were going to to steal signs, right? So yep. it's punishing those kids to me um would be another black eye for the NCAA. Now you and it's also how you look at that, right? Because if you punish Harbaugh, you punish the team. You know, they don't have their head coach. They don't have their leader. But at least they still get to compete and play for a championship. And it's almost like you got to separate church and state, man. It's first 48, right? I'm going – I'm telling. I'm trying to get my stuff accomplished. <laughs> like I'm, I'm, hey, they was doing it. <laughs> they was doing it. I tell them all the time, bro. I tell my boys all the time, man. If you got any plan to do some crazy stuff around me, I'm telling. They don't even have to give me a cigarette or coffee. <laughs> 
The snitch known as Marcus Spears, ESPN NFL analyst, joining us here at Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Hit him on Twitter at mspears96. If you are judging during the situation, Marcus, and these allegations trying yeah. to be true, what suspension would you levy on Michigan football? Um, I think I would give I would give Harbaugh a year and probably find the athletic department. Um a year suspension fine the athletic department. Um, and it's hard, it's a hard question because you just don't know like what parameter is this even something that they have in the rule book. And I'm, I'm not going to act like I'm well read on mm-hmm. like if this, um, if, if this situation was to happen, like what would, is there a baseline for what, you know, should happen. I think what Harry alluded to is where I stand in line a little bit more, right? Harbaugh being suspended, um, maybe the coaching staff, and, you know, you figure out how you, I guess, um, stagger those suspensions so the the kids are not affected by not having a coaching staff at all. And then, too, like during an investigation, man, find all the responsible parties. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm sure, like, if this has happened – it's not um, – it. Harbaugh is not oblivious to it, right? So that's, like, easy to go there. But it's also, like, let's find the people who actually ex- executed this and, and and deal with them, you know, I guess harshly. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. Let's move to the NFL, man. We've seen some terrible offensive football from the Jets. Oh, this week we've seen some terrible offensive football from the Jets. Last week, offensively, why do that program, that organization, refuse to move on from Zach Wilson, in your opinion? Um, You know, you got organizations that hate to admit they made a mistake, man. Mm -hmm. Um, That's what we're seeing with the Jets. Y'all know, I'm sure y'all talked about it too, bro. As soon as Aaron got hurt, I was like, oh, okay, so they finna scour the market to try to see which one of these backups. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, that that can win some games for them in this league. Nope. See if they can make a trade or, you know, yeah, make a trade, but also pick up the salary. Um, and one guy that I mentioned was Taylor Heineke. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, they lost to the Vikings, but I see in, in, anybody better than Zach right now, man. And look, <laughs> mm-hmm. a few weeks ago, I was on Get Up and I was talking about, man, just let Zach play. Like, let him go. Like, right. see what he truly is so you can make a true evaluation and you either moving on or you saying, okay, this kid got something. He, he has something that yep. – I, I think, bro, I when I – it's one of the most frustrating quarterbacks to watch play football. Um, and I'm not even talking about from a passing and throwing standpoint. I'm talking about from a, hey, man, when you, when you don't know where to go with the football and you're an athlete, take off. Yep. Take off and go somewhere. Um he want to stand in the pocket like he damn Aaron Rodgers and continu- <laughs> continuously get strip sacked for the whole night because he won't use his legs to get out of dodge and try to find some space to maybe create a throw or use his legs to make a run. That's the frustrating thing I see about Zach. The offensive line was hard. We all know that. We had questions about this offensive line coming into the season. Obviously, they've been shuffling around with guys and Vera Tucker getting hurt obviously didn't help that at all, but they got dominated by the Chargers as well. So you had the two worst things that can happen – well, three worst things that can happen in football. You couldn't run the football, 
Your quarterback can't process and develop fast, so he's holding the football, and your offensive line can't sustain blocks. That's that's what the Jets' offense is. Yeah, and th- that's why they're not going to bat- bench Zach Wilson because he's all they got, and they feel right now, being the second pick of the draft, that's all they're going to need, which means the Jets yeah. are going nowhere fast. Real quick, we got to talk about the Dallas Cowboys. Team that you play for, team that I root for. When I say more victories mm-hmm. in Dallas Cowboys in the same sentence, Marcus, what do you say? You put Dallas Cowboys and who in the same sentence? When I put this, when I put Dallas Cowboys and moral victory in the same sentence after losing to Philadelphia, what do you say? I know for the sake of time we got to talk about this, but I was going to say Dallas Cowboys and who? <laughs> no, man. No, ain't no moral victory. There's no moral victory. Listen, I was the one thing we talked about was the fact that Dak played well, right? Great. Mm-hmm. Dak played well. Quarterbacks play well, and they lose games. Um, when you have an opportunity to win games, which has been Dallas's issue, you start at the seven-yard line, you end up throwing your last pass from the 27. Right. That's your fault. Um, I felt like that game was indicative of what the Cowboys are, and that's inconsistent. Um, and until they acknowledge that and really go get not only that, but go get players around with, with a certain level of, of, of ability, a certain level of, um, understanding the moment. That's why you guys see dudes sign that all Super Bowl teams go other places. Teams want that experience. They want guys that's been in that situation before and, and handled it in a, in a well way. If you think about Dallas's team, what one player on their team has won anything? Mm, that's true. Not one. And mm. when they get in those situations, we expect Dak to be the calming presence, and we expect the coach on the sideline, who is a Super Bowl champion, by the way, to be a calming presence. But you get a delay a game in a critical situation where you've been gifted field position and the opportunity to win the game on your own terms, without having to throw a pass short, what the hell was that, of the end zone for the last pass of the game. So Dallas is what they were against the Philadelphia Eagles, what they are. They are inconsistent. They almost like um, we can – we it's, it's potential. You guys know what they say about potential. That's what the Cowboys are. They are potential. Wow. And – it's like, when is it going to manifest? And, and look, fellas, I'm a part of that too. We had teams when I was playing that I felt like we were good enough to get to a Super Bowl and potentially win one. The, the T.O. time mm-hmm. and Tony Romo and Jason Wood, we had a bunch of pro bowlers, all pros, all of that. But we had a lot of potential, and we never accomplished what we probably should have. And for whatever reason, it seems like Dallas has been in that for the last – 30 years, mm. you know, you would almost rather just, and, and I know this is going to sound great. Sometimes you would rather say, man, we a bad team and we need to fix everything. Dallas is always like in the middle. And that's the hard part in fixing this football team. They have to execute in crunch time. They have to rise to the occasion in the moment. And when that plays that well, you got to win the game. 
Yeah, if you're in the middle, you are nowhere. But Marcus Spears is never in the middle. He's always somewhere. Always a great job as an ESPN NFL analyst. Catch him on Get Up, First Take, and also right here on Freddie and Harry. Big dog, always a pleasure, Marcus. Thank you so much again, my friend. Brody. My brothers, much love, man. Yeah. Talk to y'all soon. No doubt about it. Much love back to Marcus Spears. Hit him on Twitter. Show him that love at mspears96. Show us the love on Twitter as well at Coleman ESPN and at hdouglas83. Especially when it comes to what do you think the punishment for Michigan should be when the allegation they proved to be correct about sign stealing? Let us know on Twitter, Coleman ESPN and at hdouglas83 and at 888-729-3776. In the NBA, now Victor Wimbenyana's career in that league really begins tonight. He showed me something recently that impressed me so much, and it's going to impress you too. Find out what that's all about next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. It is the Wednesday Groovathon here on Freddie and Harry. You have Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together, presented by Progressive Insurance on Sirius XM Channel 80. And I always tell you a smart speaker to play ESPN Radio, Victor Wimbiyama. That unicorn playing for the San Antonio Spurs makes his debut in New York tonight at Madison Square Garden. Catch that game at 7.30 Eastern time on ESPN. Harry, his numbers are terrific. Over 19 points per game, over eight rebounds, close to three blocks, close to two assists. When he showed the Madison Square Garden today, he said, man, I thought it'd be bigger than this. <laughs> all, the, all the he had heard about Madison Square Garden, it sounded like it was kind of a letdown. But two nights ago, he did something, and I said to myself, yep, that's the kind of guy I want. Playing against Toronto Raptors and George Dennis Schroeder, I guess they got into it a little bit. They got knocked down to the ground. Dennis Schroeder extended his arm, and Victor Wimbiyama just gave him the brush up and stood up. Schroeder goes, I'm just trying to help you, bro. And Wimbiyama's like, I don't need your help. When I saw that, I'm thinking, if you wanted him to be an alpha male and you had any concerns about that, question answered. He told Dennis Schroeder, you can beat it with your help. I don't need you. <laughs> I'm and good. You, but you got you got to have that mindset if you're a guy like Wimbyama, mm-hmm. right? You're being compared to LeBron James coming coming into the NBA. You're looked upon as being the next coming, the next superstar, the next face of the NBA, right? Absolutely. So you can't be around here trying to be uh, happy-go-lucky, being friends with everybody on the basketball court. Now, we can be friends off of the court. Absolutely. But when you're in between them lines, man, it's, it's, hey, it's mano a mano. It's man on man. It's time to handle our business. And that's the Michael Jordan mindset. That's the Kobe Bryant I mindset, like right? Yep. So I like that. W- when you look at a guy like Wimbyama, who's 7'3", 7'4", whatever you want to say, 225 pounds, and you have this skill set, and every night you know on your basketball team the opposing team is going to be gunning for you, you got to have that mindset. You can't be around here, oh, let me let this guy on the opposing team help me up. No, my <laughs> damn guys better be over there trying to help me up, not nobody else. To that point, the best part about that was a couple of his teammates looked at Dennis Schroeder and said, yeah, we're, we, he's got us. We got him. We appreciate you trying to extend the olive branch. Olive branch, that's somewhere else on Noah's Ark. We, we're not having that here without guy. Everybody knew right then and there. If there was any doubt about who's the leader or who's the guy, Victor Wimbyama said, oh, I'm ready to be the guy. I know I've shown it to be the guy, but now everybody knows it because players talk. And you know this playing in the NFL. Yeah. Players talk. I guarantee the guys on the bench at Toronto looking at Dennis Schroeder saying, yeah, you better leave that bro alone, man. He ain't about that life right here. And, and I'll tell you, I'm so interested to see this game at Madison Square Garden. And for those of you that don't know, my brother Tony Douglas played in New York got drafted there in the first round of 2009. So I know what that building means. I know what, what it stands for. I know the magnitude of this game for a guy like Wimbiyama, even though he might not know it or he might do. 
Yeah. I know what the magnitude is. There's mm-hmm. a reason why this game is on ESPN. There's a reason why we're covering this game. It's because of the talent of Wimiyama. It's because of Madison Square Garden. It's yep. the Mecca. It's the best arena when you talk about basketball, in my opinion, in the world. So if he has a phenomenal appearance tonight mm-hmm. in the Mecca, in the heart of basketball, in New York City, where I am right now, ladies and gentlemen, I, if I wanted to, I could walk down there. It'd be a long walk. But I, I, could, I could take an Uber. I could take a cab. Everybody going to be lined up. It's going to be packed. It's going to take forever to get there because they want to go see not just the Knicks. Mm-hmm. They want to see Wimbenyama. That's Knicks fans. That's Spurs fans. Mm-hmm. That's people that's not even basketball fans. You got people from businesses going to this matchup so they can see the tall man, Gumby, <laughs> Wimbenyama, the big giraffe, whatever you want to call him. <laughs> I like the big giraffe. I like that a lot. By the way, Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together and Freddie Harry on ESPN Radio. To me, this debut at Madison Garden, this is the real beginning of his NBA career. Being on that stage, national televised game, a Knicks team that last year got the Eastern Conference semifinals. They don't want somebody like Victor Wimbenyama coming into their place and making it his house. It is all the makings of those kind of storylines that we can look back and say, yep, that's where his NBA career began. I think that's what this game represents tonight to Victor Wimbiyama with the San Antonio Spurs. Think about all the greatest basketball players that played the game, right? And that Mm -hmm. had those historic performances at Madison Square Garden. Wimbiyama has an opportunity, although he has a lot of chances after this, to make that statement tonight, too. Yeah, and I guarantee you, based on what we've seen so far, he's not above trying to make a statement in enemy, enemy territory. Speaking of places in Texas, uh, Jerry Jones, Cowboys owner, said that I'll take where we are right now. You're going to find out why he should take that somewhere else on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast.